Welcome to the 58th episode of It's Cold Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Anderson, my co-hosts, Orwell and John. On this episode, we discuss the Europa and Champions League finals, recent management transfer news, Nations League final, and the Women's World Cup. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Ooh, nice. I like it. You guys are doing in unison. So, anything cracking? How's it going, guys? It's been uh, what a couple weeks since we last uh, recorded a show. How you guys? What's uh, what you yeah, guys been up to? Uh, Liverpool are the current champions of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, for for this year, yes, you guys yep. have done it. You guys have pulled it off thing i said you guys were gonna do um congrats congrats, congrats. No. liverpool uh thanks yeah. quinlan seems congrats in all seriousness <laughs> thanks i mean liverpool stylistically with man city i think were the two best teams in europe this year and as much as i trolled them i thought i think it would have been just from a pure style standpoint an injustice if they won nothing this year yeah i mean i thought yeah it would have been a pretty rough year if we didn't win any. i think klopp would have been like you know fuck <laughs> uh yeah, my luck is just so shit but uh yeah, but yeah i'm happy bad. i'm happy he won the trophy and we won the trophy mm-hmm. and uh still got a young team so hopefully it's just the start i don't know i don't know things can go nice. wrong though nice. uh but uh we'll, we'll chat happy. more about the actual match in a little yeah. bit but cool and then um wait orwell you, you were in france right too uh i think you were you were sent you know yeah. posting on social media how was that yeah uh it was it was an adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it though. I had fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went. Uh, we went to Paris. It was me and my mom. We went to Paris and we went to Normandy. Uh, mm-hmm. So we stayed in Paris for a night. The f- uh, the first night, uh, just did like the typical touristy stuff, like the the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, cool and. Notre Dame Cathedral and then the next day we we took a train to Normandy and mm-hmm. we stayed um we ended up staying in Bayou which is this uh town on the coast of Normandy which was like one of the first towns that was liberated uh after Ooh. the invasion yeah um and there were a ton of people there you know a lot of Americans mm-hmm. uh well it was around D-Day right yeah when you, when yeah you went there Right, yeah, and then yep. Yeah. Yeah, I next day uh, went, got up super early, uh, went to see Trump and Macron uh, at uh, at the at the Normandy uh, cemetery at Omaha Beach. Uh, so, like, listened to their speeches. Then I, after that was over, went down to the beach, um, explored some of the German bunkers on the beach. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. Yeah, and then after that, we just went back to Paris and did some touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the Women's World Cup opening match. That was that was an experience. That was pretty cool. That uh, was that sounded like it was so much easier to get than one. Yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Yeah, no I got them on. I got the ticket. Uh, the tickets on StubHub like, uh, like month and a half 
before the match mm-hmm. and I, I paid like 60 euro a ticket so but the the match was sold out when i got there like the seats were all full right um right it was mostly kids like mm-hmm. school kids to teenagers maybe 20 year olds and then uh, and then obviously like adults who were taking care of them um mm-hmm. and but like the atmosphere was great the chants were awesome um like even outside the stadium it was great uh yeah it was it was an experience yeah, you also went during uh, the French uh, the French Open too for oh, yeah. tennis. That yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, um, I honestly did not. I drove by the the stadium where they where they play, um, and I remember guys. when I was in the airport, they were I was waiting for the line to check in, and they had the mm-hmm. match on on the TVs, and people were commenting like commenting on it. So there were a bunch of Americans there watching that too. Damn, it's a lot going on in France when you went. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. Good. Cool. Cool. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, what about you, Quinlan? How's how are things with you? I've just been doing my usual. Nothing new. <laughs> doing two a days at the gym, huh? More or less. <laughs> the the Bruins. <laughs> the Bruins, but the one thing I wanted to bring up, which I think is interesting and not really related to anything uh-huh. we talk about at all but have you guys been watching the nba finals and the conference finals with drake just on the sideline i think it's awesome <laughs> i honestly think it's awesome and like the videos of him trash talking with the players in the back like behind the court and everything yeah <laughs> and these people it's... were like well you can't do that well he's like i think he's either a part owner or minority owner or like an ambassador so it's like who gives a shit so yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, what's the deal there? What's sorry, he? What's he doing? I, I I didn't actually get a chance to. He's just like in the player's face, trash talking, and like then like. So he's, he's like trash one, talking to Golden State. To Curry, in particular, was one. Oh was wow! One and Draymond. Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called Draymond Green trash. That was kind wow. of wow. <laughs> wow, he did this on camera. Yeah, like yeah, at the like, center of the court. Wow. Well, no, he wasn't at the center. No, no, court, but like but... his seat was like right there. Like, oh, 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 oh is, that, is that what you yeah, mean? I, I thought you meant like he was literally at the center of the court as he <laughs> says that. I was like, I don't, I wish sure did kick his ass out. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Drake. Okay. I'm, like, I'm happy. I'm happy he found a team. Well, he is from Toronto. <laughs> oh, oh he is true. from Toronto. Okay. So, so he's, he's actually a legit Raptors fan. All the other ones, uh, questionable. Even though he has like a Kevin Durant tattoo, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I, I've been following it too. It's been it's been hilarious. Because I'm like, look, if you don't want him to do that, like beat his team. That's all you need to do. And then like, and then he won't do that. But they keep losing. So I, they keep losing to the Raptors. So. I just think it's good. It's like entertaining and it's it's good. It's fine. The players yeah, like it I mean, too. Spike Lee. I mean, Spike Lee was doing that too with the Knicks too, so I don't see what the difference is. So you know, and he's he's more celebrated than Drake is. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's it's hilarious. I think I think it's good. It's uh, it's like people are losing their damn minds over it. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah. First, Uh, um, the Bruins series has been the NBA Finals after last night could go seven pretty Mm. easily too. I'm thinking now. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Even though the Durant uh, tearing his Achilles, which is kind of. I mean, now it's at this point, which, again, the question is, when that happened, I go, imagine if Kevin Durant didn't play this game. That's 11 points he didn't that the Golden State Warriors yeah. didn't score, and then they would have lost the series. But Kevin Durant showed up enough just to give them a one-point win. So um, who knows what they'll do in, uh, 
Yeah, How did he tear that? How did he tear his Achilles? I wasn't watching. He was doing like he was making a move on like Sergi Baca and he'd already and then he just like tore his, his Achilles. He like oh, wow. as soon as yeah, as soon as he like he felt it, it was just like he just like yeah. the ball was he let go of the ball and then um and that was it. He just fell onto the sidelines. He was like, Well, that's it. I can't do anything. And and there was a whole contra and there's a whole thing about like people cheering that he got hurt. Oh, and, right, you're right. I heard about yeah. that. That's that's so fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think so. I think initially when it happened, I think people were just like, "Oh shit!" Like he's gonna be out of the game. Yeah, we have a chance. And then, um, but I don't think people were like, "Yeah." Oh man, I'm I'm so happy he got hurt. I'm pretty sure they were okay. just like, "Oh shit!" I think we have a chance to win. Happy kind of thing. But like, yeah. I mean, I mean, every fan base has done something like that and then like changed their mind after. Like literally after that, they were like cheering and be like, "Oh, he got up!" Like, "Whoa, okay, cool. Hopefully, he's speedy recovery." But yeah, I, I see. Mean, what okay. are you gonna do? I mean, if that happened, if Kawhi Leonard tore his Achilles in in like Oakland, everybody would have done the exact same thing, you know. Mm. I, don't know. I, feel I just like, think it was an honest moment. I feel like that overshadowed the game itself too, because I mean, it only ended up being a one point game that the Raptors yeah. literally had a shot attempt basically to win the championship at the end. Yeah, no, you're right, exactly. So it, you're right; it totally overshadowed the fact that they that it was it could have been like. I um, mean, yeah, it's a big deal, but yeah, like. It was a good game. So now it's what three two in favor of the Raptors. Yep. Yeah. And it's going back to Oakland. But even yeah. I mean the the Raptors are both games there, so I wouldn't assume that they're going to lose. Or yeah, they, that's true. You know that they can't win again. Uh, but you know it's it's been entertaining so far. Been an entertaining series. Um. All right. Now, um. Actually, let's 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 get this shit started, guys. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So first off, we'll talk about um, let's get this the the shitty cup that no one really gives a shit about the Europa League final. The only thing, the only people that cared about it was Arsenal, and they got totally well after the I think entering the second half. I think it was uh, I think it was a zero zero draw, and Arsenal looked good for the first like twenty minutes, and then after that, it was like Chelsea started kind of chugging along, chugging along. And then eventually Arsenal's defense was, you know, the usual shitty defense and they gave up four goals. So they lost 4-1 to Chelsea. Uh, I don't know else what to say. I mean, Mesut Ozil wasn't really, was not good this game. He was pretty bad. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think they should, Arsenal should just sell him? I don't even know what the hell. Who would buy him? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. He, he, <laughs> well, they yeah, should try I think they should it. try to sell him, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know who's going to buy him. He's what is he thirty two now? Thirty one? <laughs> he hasn't. He's I think he's and he hasn't been particularly super 30. great for about two or three years now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got married, you know, so I'm sure he's happy and everything. So, but goddamn, you're right. He's just who would buy him? I have no idea. Maybe PSG will want him. PSG. Yeah, Man U. Yes, we'd sell him. Look what happened I mean, to Alexis yeah, Sanchez. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that's like the, I wouldn't be shocked if like a mid tier Premier League team would be interested or something like that. Like, I don't know, like uh West Ham of the world or Newcastle oh, or I'd be, like, I'd be cool with that. a Leicester even. I don't know. Wait, who's who's a who's a club that's just like uh coming out uh you know, getting uh moved up to the first uh, uh, the Premier Villa. League top flight? Maybe one of them will buy. You him. usually have some money. Yeah, let's go, baby. As- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aston Villa. Well, the, don't they gain? Yeah. Don't they gain money from joining the Premiership? Yeah, they do. So there you go. Buy Mesut Ozil. 
We'll take. We'll, we'll literally Message take anything. Probably we'll worth, take one worth pound more than all of their players combined. It's, it's, we'll take one pound. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sell him for nothing. I don't care at this point. Like he's just like taking up space at this point. It's so. It's just so embarrassing. And it's not. And, and you know, I'm not even gonna fully blame it on him. The defense stinks too. Like stinks on ice. Like I don't even know why. Yeah. Like, like I've mentioned to Orwell before. I'm like. Get rid of everybody. The only people you should really keep is Rob Holding and Hector Bellerin. Oh, yeah, and, no, and then that's. Yeah, and, I, can I mean, and then, uh, and then maybe to some other young guy. Oh, I forgot his name. Like some yeah. other Greek dude. I'm so, like, so- we'll, we'll keep those guys. No, not no. Fuck Socrates. He, he stinks. Pa, uh, Stephen Papastopoulos. Pa, 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 oh. God, I can't. No, let's just say Stephen. Uh, Stephen Gerard. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. It's uh, he's like a young guy too. That's it, Stefanos. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that him. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, well, I'll, I'll say I'll keep him. But yeah, other than that, like the, everybody can go. Like it's just embarrassing. Um, that's it. Uh, that's it. Mov Movrapanos. Oh, oh, right. That's yeah, his, I remember. That's his name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, that I'm cool with. Like take, like keep him. Keep uh, you know. But like you know. Is, wait, Cullum Chambers is still on the team? Wow. I think he's on loan. Get, get rid of his ass, too. <laughs> what about Granite Shaka? Oh, get rid of his ass, too. He stinks. I've never been so a it's fan gotta of Granite So it's got to be, Shaka. like, a little thought... bit at a time. I don't think you're going to make all these moves in one transfer season. No, it's... I I'm, I know. I'm being I'm being uh, ridiculous. It's not realistic. But, but what I'm getting at is guys like... The, the first guys that they need to get rid of is Mustafi. He needs to go... Um, it definitely. Uh, what about Koscielny? I guess we can keep him, but like, if he's like your main defender, that's supposed to be like, yeah, he's gonna be like our leading defend, like defender. They're fucked. Like, there's their fuck. Uh, Rob Holding, I actually like yeah. a lot. I think he's actually good. I actually think he's gonna be like one of the better defenders coming up in like in general, and I think he's he's mm-hmm. gonna be good. But like, he got hurt. Bellerin also picked up his uh, season before, like last season, he wasn't very good, and in this season, he got much better. So basically, and then you get rid of El Nenny. He doesn't really do much either. Um, so basically what I'm getting at is right. I need a lot of changes in order to, to get better. And you're right. They probably won't make all of these changes because they'll have no players and they have to like essentially replace the players that they do sell. But they, it needs to really be under radar. Like we got these guys right. that are not good enough. They're literally, they're not good enough to like go anywhere you need to get to to any sort of like competitive level it's just not good enough anyway so that's my beef chelsea i it's annoying that chelsea won i'm like why why did chelsea win they didn't even need to win this i mean i mean i guess you know they got that good send-off to eden hazard which we'll talk about later they also got uh, sorry too also like a pretty good send-off too so good for them uh chelsea one of the one of the weirdest teams I've seen in a while such a tumultuous season and still what they've won at least one trophy I think they won did they win two trophies this season? Um, no, they lost the EFL Cup final to Man City, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Right. But for a team that's made the two finals and won one of them, every no one would have been. Everybody was like, yeah, their season was very up. And, and they down. qualified for Champions crazy. League on, automatically, right? They're top four. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty insane how their how their season ended up. Um, but. I mean, there's also a lot of changes coming up for them, too, which uh, we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, so now let's move on to, obviously, the Liverpool, uh, the big Champions League final. 
You got Liverpool winning 2-0 against Tottenham. So we had talked about it earlier, the early penalty, which was a um, a penalty that a handball call against uh, Musa Sissoko of the Spur- of Spurs. Uh, do you guys think it was a penalty? I mean, it was he hit his chest a bit. I'm going to say uh, do you guys I did not call? think it was a penalty at first, no. I, and honestly, even after looking at the replay, I'm still mm-hmm. very questionable, you know. Um, there's one thing I will say right. is that I think Mane might have kicked it intentionally towards his arm. Um, well, you can't prove it. I feel like too. Like, no, so it's not. No, it's just something like, I know. Is that against the rules? I don't think it is. Right? No. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you okay. can't prove. That. No. Right. Yeah, and I just I think it got part of his shoulder and part of his like. I would say it's his shoulder that it, it hit. You know, and I don't. Mm. It was a really rough call for me. Um, right. Yeah. I, I feel yeah, you were conflicted in the sense where you're like yeah. part of you just like, yeah, that's kind of a bogus call, but yeah. like, it went your way, so it was like, well, I guess we'll take it because it ended up being the sort of the big the big duck because yeah, I think I think it threw I think it threw the yeah. Spurs for a loop, which you mentioned that it kind of deflated them. It threw them for a loop because this first was like, minute. It was the first minute. How many yeah? First minute. Yeah. Less than a minute into the game. And that that got called. So yeah, it really, it definitely screwed up uh, Pochettino's game plan because I'm fairly sure he was looking for more of like a, well, like kind of hunker down a bit, don't cause mm-hmm. a lot, you know, don't open ourselves up, and then go for a counter when we get the chance to. And it totally screwed him because now they had to like right. go attack. And Liverpool was just sitting back. They were like, well, we'll we'll take our chances. Like, you know, we'll we'll sit back a little bit, but take our chances too. So. Uh, as far as the highlights that I was watching, it seemed like that's what they were trying yeah. to do. Do you think Kane um, was effective at all? I mean, I didn't think so. No, no, no. Uh, I w- I thought that was a big mistake on his part, Pochettino's part. I mean, I don't look. I think Mourinho was saying this before the match started. Uh, he was on BN Sports, right, with mm-hmm. uh, Arsene Wenger. He was saying, "Look, for me, Lucas got us to the fi- got Tottenham to the final. Without Lucas, you know, we're not there." And so for Pochettino, he must have been talking to his pillow all night. Like, what do I do? Do I start Kane? Do I start yeah. Lucas? I, um, I think I think they should have started Lucas. Yeah, at least somewhere up there, somewhere up in front. I thought Tottenham's right. best player for what it was worth was Son at the end of the day. Probably, He yeah. was getting forward a lot, but there was just nothing else there for them. He would get yeah. into a lot of forward positions, and then no one was there to help. Really, at least, like they're yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wonder if Kane was hurt. Like, it obviously it still affected him. Just mm-hmm. affected him a lot. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I think from a defensive standpoint, Liverpool. I think Liverpool was like, uh, I I know it's gonna sound weird. I think they were kind of happy that they went against Kane versus having to go against like, guys like Mora and. Uh, and and uh, son up front with them to up front, or especially yeah. Mora, because then they're like, okay, now we can kind of because Kane isn't like gonna burn you. He's more of like he's a great striker in the box. But I felt like they were like, we have a game plan where as long as we keep the ball away from the final third, away from like a clear shot in the box, Kane will they'll disrupt his game completely, which they they practically did. Yeah. So right. it's a, it was it was a good game plan. Uh, obviously, especially when Liverpool got that early lead, they were like, "Well, now now we can totally kind of you know can contain this game. It doesn't have to be like a, a track meet now." 
Uh, so, Orwell, what, what do you think this ranks in like all time greatest seasons for Liverpool? I mean, they, they didn't win champ. They didn't win. Um, they only won one trophy, but they also had one of the mm-hmm. best records in Premier League history, as well as also having such a ridiculously great run in Champions League, where they had come back from that that was it three goal deficit against Barcelona. Uh, where yeah. do you where do you see this in like you know in Liverpool's history at least in recent history? If you want to get more, you know, uh, recent history. Okay, so like I'm gonna say this is definitely a better team than the t- 2005 team mm-hmm. that won the Champions League. Um, I mean, in recent history, I'm gonna say yeah, this is probably the the top moment. I mean, we'd have to you'd have to go back to like the. 80s or the 70s right right. to really find something where i mean those moments were much higher i mean we 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 had won like the european cup like twice in three years um Mm -hmm. i mean yeah and we were we were constantly winning the league back then too so right no you're right from from an accolade perspective it's probably nowhere near like that from a talent perspective i think this is one of the best most talented teams i've seen in a while just a collection of same thing with City, especially last season, and even this season too. Like Liverpool's had some, had a really, really good team, had a really like d- shockingly good amount of depth too. I mean, not that right. we didn't think they didn't have good depth coming in, but like a lot of their guys stepped up. And also, to be fair, they also really didn't get hit by a ton of injury bugs. Like, right. you know, like at least like injuries that could take an entire a player out for the season. They didn't really have that this season, right. so that was so that was yeah beneficial you gotta have the yeah you gotta have that luck yeah exactly honestly that's a huge yeah i honestly think um i honestly think it reminds me of the united team 10 years ago with like van dyke is like a vintage in the back and like a front three like united had 10 years ago with oh here we go i like i think those i think this (laughs) liverpool team is one of the best teams in the premier league era like in the last 25 30 years I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think it. they're probably the best. I think it's almost obvious. It goes without saying they're the best team never to win, to have not won the league. But I mean, they won the Champions League, too. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's true. They're, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely true. That, that their yeah, record says close. they should have won something more than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, um, yeah, so Liverpool and Spurs, uh, very disappointing because considering this has probably been their best result in Champions League or in Europe, I think, in your European competition, right? I don't think they've yeah, ever they made the old year, the precursor to the oh. Champions League in, like, in the early 60s once they lost that too, like 61 or something. Gotcha. Okay. So in like, yeah. Gotcha. So since, in, since the Premier, at least not Premier League, but since yeah. uh Champions League existed. They haven't been this successful in a long time. So that's or ever. so good. Good still overall good season for them. Uh, do you think that? So there were I think there were some reports that um, uh, Christian Eriksen was looking to leave soon too. Like, what do you guys? What do you guys? Do you guys think at some point is some of these Spurs players are you're going to just because like think about like they made it so far right. You think this is? Yeah. Do you think it makes sense for him to bail now, or do you think it's like this is a perfect time to stick around? Like at least for guys like um, Erickson. Didn't he? Say, I think he did actually say like flat out he's looking to the next adventure. Yeah. Do you think it's a mistake uh, or? or it, I think with respect to the Champions League, sense he pretty much the Premier League too. I think it's the right decision because, I mean, within the Champions League, to be honest, Tottenham they didn't get lucky, but they had the perfect run. 
like they, I don't think they beat City if they played mm-hmm. that tie they again. I don't think they'd get Ajax in the semis if they played that mm-hmm. uh, played out again. Though that Ajax team is very good, obviously, as we've seen now. I think they get someone a more established squad at least. Maybe not the history, maybe same history as Ajax, but like a you know a team with a lot of veteran experience and whatnot. And I, I just think like. They're it's this isn't like Liverpool last year where you're like instantly oh they could make it back here next year to the final with the same squad. I think like Tottenham, it's not likely they'll make it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so you think, think it makes two, sense for him to, to go just that then? Team no, like, okay. I, don't, I don't ever want to say okay. this is a negative, but they've almost had too so, much oh, continuity. Where they haven't like bought anyone. Obviously, that's the big story. Like Sissoko's, they won big buy the last like three four years, mm-hmm. and like. It's kind of like at, at some point you got to think that's going to like go really mm-hmm. south one year. Like it's just going to be like yeah, less, you're gonna yeah. have a ton of injuries or stuff. And like, like I just I, I can't see this going on forever with this without changes being made. So if I was a player, I'd probably want to, you know, I was like at an Ericsson level or even there's been always talk of Kane like to Real at times. Like, yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I know that I've been hearing that too. Um, I th- I do think it makes sense for, for him while, to leave because yeah. because uh, at some point you're like there's a plateau and he's been with the with the I club for how many years? At least guy like Christian Eriksen. Um, uh, actually, let's see how long he's been with the Spurs. This one, yeah, he's been with Spurs since 2013 from Ajax. So yeah, it's been six six years for uh with with you know Spurs and he's definitely seen up and down the years with them, uh and so, I but okay it, hypothetically speaking if he does end up getting sold, how big do you think the market is for a guy like Christian Eriksen and where do you see a, which club do you think will want to get him? I think like Real Madrid. <laughs> I think Juventus could be a team that would go after someone like him. Yeah, that's true. That them too. I actually, I actually agree with that. I think Juventus probably will want someone like him. I think I would. I maybe, maybe yeah. Bayern too might consider him too. And Robin. Uh, yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely going to replace him with younger players. And I'm like, Christian Eriksen would be a great addition for sure, especially if they're seeing how they could. You know, maybe they'll want to get rid of Muller too at some point. Like. If I could replace Muller with Christian Eriksen, that would be amazing. Like, or sorry, the other way around. If I could replace, yeah, if I could replace Muller with Eriksen, that'd be great. I think that'd be a massive upgrade. Yeah. I feel like Thomas Muller, you want to talk about players fallen off the face of the earth the last like three years. Right. He was, he used to be, I remember when he was, uh, which World Cup was it? Was it in 2006? Where, no, um, I think 14. 2014, right? where he was. No, I think it was a 2000. Uh, Which one? What do you think? 2010. Sorry, when he was like, uh, he was like scoring, like he was like a goal scoring yeah. machine in the World Cup. He was. He definitely had won the goal. If he didn't win the Golden Boot, it might have been like Diego Forlan. No, I think you're right. 2010. 2010. I think he had like he had like a what was it? He scored how many goals? Five that year. He was the first player ever to score five in his first two in 2010 and 14. I think. Yeah, in 2014 he scored 10 goals in 15 appearances. That's that's pretty that's pretty insane. Yeah, so yeah, and like, you know, we're, after that he's kind of fallen off. He's gotten worse every year, you know. It's uh it's been a weird it's been weird for him and I'm like that's why I can see a team like uh you know, a team like Bayern want to get a guy like Christian Eriksen. I think it just makes sense. I mean, I would take 
I would take Thomas Muller on Liverpool. He's like really I mean, tailed off though. Like I was looking at his stat. No, I know. I know. I just think like experienced guy who's won the Champions League, who's won you know big yeah. trophies, mm-hmm. uh, can be a backup to our front three. I mean, for you, for your team, manager there. for your team, it's more of a luxury to have a guy like him as like yeah. sort of the experience for for yeah. a club like Bayern who's trying to get back into a conversation of teams that will could win yeah. Champions League. They're going to look for a guy like that's going to make an impact a little yeah. bit more, um, considering they're right. still going to have some of their older players still on the club. Like they're not going to get rid of a guy like N- Manuel Neuer, or I don't think they're going to get rid of Matt Hummels too. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think Christian Eriksen's a really great player. I think definitely one of these big clubs. You'll definitely try to gobble him up. I just what about Barca? Barca, I mean, so the thing about Barca is I rem- I think I was reading a report. They're planning on, they're trying to sell a lot of their players. They want to at least get, what, 60 million euros in sales by June 30th, yeah. which could be. So that means they're definitely going to try to sell a guy like Coutinho. I know they're, they already got Frankie de Jong. There's definitely, they're also trying to get uh, Mata- um is it Matthias Delit? Yeah. And they're trying to get him too. So uh maybe if they have the extra cachet to do it, they'll definitely they'll definitely try to get him. But I feel like they already got that midfield with Art with Arthur and Frankie De Jong. That's actually a really freaking yeah. good pair of like young. Yeah, guys, it but, is. Yeah, that's that's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, and then if they get Delit, I'm like, God damn, this is just <laughs> Barca is the new the new up and coming team. I love how the fact that Barca I'll say the, the, the few teams, I think, what, maybe there might be three teams. Actually, a lot of uh, Premier League teams have been incredibly diverse with their rosters, you know, their players and the clubs, like the squads they have, guys from all different parts of the world. Uh, like Arsenal has got a really good mix of players from, like, Greece, from uh, Gabon, uh, Germany, uh, you know, from all these different places, as well as Liverpool's also had a bunch of good uh, um, different players like Mane from Senegal, Firmino from Brazil. City's also had some good. And then Barca right now, too, in the La Liga. I, usually, I've noticed it's usually the big clubs that have all these guys from yeah. different, you know, countries. Right. Yeah, versus, yeah. Like, smaller clubs have mostly strictly guys from that domestic league or like that from yeah. that nation. Uh, but yeah, Barca, Barca is... It's, I think Barca's got a good future. They still have to figure out some of the the heir apparent to Messi because I know I know uh, Orwell, you've been high on the uh, Dembele wagon at least, yeah, higher than me. I, I've I've sort of seen him too much go in and out of of yeah. games and it's kind of been very yes um, distressing to see a guy like him being so talented and just kind of yeah. not really take it to the next level. Yeah. I see what uh, you're saying, yeah. Also, uh, uh, also, Luis Suarez. They need to get rid of him. That guy's uh, yeah, that guy yeah. so done. <laughs> yeah, he has not. He didn't have. I think he scored only one goal in yeah. uh, Champions League. Right. Yeah. That is that is not good enough. Uh, he's is definitely goal scoring has tailed off big time. He's 32 years old too, so yeah. he is unless he's like you know has a resurgent, uh, you know. He's definitely not had. They, they definitely got to bring somebody in. in <laughs> yeah, especially summer. for a striker. I mean, maybe they'll go after yeah. Kane. Who knows? Um, regarding Dembele, though, yeah, I yeah I do agree. The he's gonna stay this season. I mean, the summer he'll stay at mm-hmm. the club. I think. Um, but he's got a short leash. I would say. Right. Yeah, for sure. Time. He's definitely. 
If he doesn't pick it up, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. He's had a he's had a longer leash than yeah. uh, Coutinho has, and uh, because yeah. he's, I think, because Dembele is so young, and they see how yeah. talented he is, that there's no way they're just gonna like give up on him. And they spent so much money to get him, yeah. uh, especially after the whole um, the the whole the Neymar fiasco that happened. You want to talk about a fiasco? Guy, you know. Yeah. Anyway, Neymar. um, anything else to Neymar, add? the rape case. Yeah, I don't even. Let's not uh, touch we, that. <laughs> Neymar. Ooh, I know, right? Yeah, he's. That's what I was saying. Well, isn't he out for the Copa America? Oh, well, I mean, Neymar. Neymar's had a rough month, huh? <laughs> yeah, wasn't he like also involved? In, I mean, um, I don't. Some. Uh, he's got a like, rape uh, case against him. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But it also, I was reading it, and I don't want to be too judgmental but it sounds like it was a setup potentially or something crazy i don't know maybe he's he's definitely had a crazy yeah. crazy month you know yeah. that's that's it. can we just can i just say something about him yeah. i i will continue to maintain to this day i think he is the player who has used the least amount of his talent with the most amount of it like i've ever seen since i've become a soccer fan like i thought he had the potential to be like a top 10 player ever when he was like first coming up and he's one of the better players in the world but he just gets hurt all the time like i just i've never really seen him develop to where the media kind of surrounds him well this what i mean when he i think he hit peak peak like this is where like oh my god the world is like he's he's now in the top three conversation of best players in the world it was uh that uh champions league season where barcelona won it and they come back yeah, yeah. And they had that massive uh comeback against psg was that the same no but i was or, no no it was, it was before, the first yeah. season with right it was that big season with uh when they like scored all these ridiculous broke all yeah. these records for the most goals scored by like a trio that was like peak name. He was. And then, he was that good too for that year, but he's just like never been the yeah. same, really. I feel like. Yeah. He's got I he's definitely gotten hurt a lot. And also a lot of just sort of like situations with the clubs have also not worked out very well. I feel know? like he's just so. in credit to him, I guess, in a way, but he's all about making money like for himself. And it's like <laughs> wherever that takes him, it kind of yeah. takes him. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, if I had the opportunity to do that, I would do the exact same yeah. thing. Uh, anyway, um, now let's move on over to a little bit of uh, the second segment, second segment, which is just a little bit about managerial changes, at least some of the big ones that happened and some player transfer news. Uh, so Mauricio Sarri left. Uh, so after winning Europa League title with Chelsea, after one year, he has left and set to return to Italy and he signed a three year deal with Juventus. And for that to only happen, uh, Max, Maximo or Max Allegri all left uh, Juventus after five seasons. He had a um, he had a one ninety one win record and thirty seven losses and forty three draws. He had a seventy percent win percentage with Juventus, and every year they won. And every year he was the manager, they won. Of course, they won the league, Serie A, but they also won the Coppa Italia four times out of the five years. They were runners-up in Champions League two out of the five years, and uh, they reached the quarters twice and round of 16 once. Uh, would you consider, I mean, with all of these accolades and some of the, the you know, new, basically uh, people praising him for being one of the better uh, tacticians in the game, where do, you, do you consider him one of the best managers in the world? And 
would which club do you think should consider him as the new, their their next ma- or pursue him to be their next manager? I think I um, honestly don't think he's that good. Interesting. Really? I th- Holy shit. I think the first year to two years was Conti's team. Okay. And he and like that was especially that first year, fourteen fifteen was completely Conti's players, Conti's team, and he was kind of just given the the keys to the car. Mm-hmm. And I think there was even carryover to that in 15 and 16. But I think as you looked um, in kind of the last couple of years, specifically two years ago or the year before this one, the title race within Italy got really close with Napoli. And I just, I, I don't, I think he's a good manager, but I think they, they never won the Champions League under him. I think there was talent there at the beginning, especially to, they should have won one. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think Italy's that competitive. Like, I think Juventus was so established when he came in. It's like, their goal pretty much was to win the Champions League, and he didn't do that. And I'm just trying to remember since he came in, and he brought them yeah, to in the 17, finals, but they though, got destroyed he? by Real. I mean, yeah. everybody got destroyed by Real. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Real I just I don't think like maybe better. I don't maybe maybe it's not that he's not that good. I just don't think he's as good as people think he is. Okay, that is interesting. Like I was, I was gonna say, like, what big signings have they made Ronaldo. since he came in? Like, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. But, yeah. but that was kind of like Ronaldo was yeah. like, I want to go here, and they're like, yeah, of course, like, come here, and like, I guess Danny Alves was was that that was him, right? Like, but, yeah, it wasn't really. A... Like, I'm trying to think of young players they picked up. Paulo that, Dybala like, really... was. Yeah, that was... that's that's true. Actually, I don't. I just but, don't think he's like. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't think he's like the. I'm just trying to think of how to say this because I don't want to. I'm, I'm not saying he's bad, but like I just, I think he gets a lot more credit than people that people that he deserves in a way. Okay, eh, all right. Um, what about you, Earl? What do, where, where do you? Oh, so where where do you think he should go? Like, do you think manner? Do you think there should be clubs that? Where do you think? Which clubs do you think could use a guy like him if um, regardless of whether you think he's not good enough or, you know, like, you know, as a manager. Didn't he? He's got. He, did he do it on his own accord? Like, didn't he say he's just stepping down kind of? No, I think he yeah, I think he said he resigned. He's resigning from the let me see. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if he just like takes a year off. Like, I'm not sure if he if anywhere like he wants to get like, I'm dude, just I don't know. Right. I was Maybe, thinking, I guess, you. Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, but we're still locked in with Solskjaer, at least for the first yeah. half of this year at this point. Like, Wait, you guys you guys didn't say um you guys didn't say Barcelona? I think I guess that's actually I know, but I point. think they're for some reason like so sure about keeping Valverde. I don't know. It's so weird. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised. Like, I feel that. like that's the same way with Man U though, Solskjaer, at least to start the season. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but I think I think the difference is, is just that I think, to me, there is less of an expectation now. I think, no offense, but United's expectations yeah. have gone down tremendously from what people used to like kind of yeah. expect them to do. Like Barcelona's window is like short, smaller because Messi is older, and so they either have to get some guy to like kind of, and I and I think it's a little bit more apparent with you can tell that United, I mean, that Barcelona doesn't. Besides Messi, mm-hmm. it's like they're so dependent on him. That they really need something to kickstart some of these players, at least like push forward the young players to like right. step up more. Like you know, it's good that they're gonna get a guy like Frankie De Jong, 
talented guy, you know, if he can take it to the next level, that'd be great. Same with um, Arthur. Take that, take their games to the next level. Same thing with Dembele. So, I, I mean, I think Alex, I think Allegri would be great for for Barca. I think he'd be a bit massive upgrade. I don't think they've had a tactical, like a guy that is, you know, known for their tactical, like intelligence and sort of being able to, to make these changes on the fly. Like, I don't think they've ever, they've had that in a long time since probably, um, probably since Pep. Regarding Juventus or Allegri, how good yeah. is he? Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. he, he's, who, who like who would you guys say is an elite manager in the in the world? Yeah, in in Europe and like Klopp. I mean Guardiola, I consider elite. Um, I think Klopp's after the number of years he's done well. I would okay, so like I would say Allegri is just just one step below those guys. Yeah, I actually I, I I'm in agreement are- with you. I think I think he's had. He's with the players he's worked with, with the way they've won. They've made the at least the one they the way they've won Syria and the way they've also gone that far in Champions League and so many of the at least twice. I, I'm impressed by it, yeah. considering so many people didn't expect him to go that far. I just, yeah, I just think like the the two finals that he played mm-hmm. in the Champions League finals, his team was just an inferior squad to Real. Same in right? Barca. I, that's what I yeah. think. Right, yeah. Do you think he's better than Pochettino? Uh, I think oh, he's slightly better, but I don't uh, think it's that. I don't. I think it's really close. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough. I, I think yeah. because Juve didn't really spend much, spend a lot when he made those finals. They spent wisely, but yeah. I just like I don't know. Like that's the type of level I think he's at, which I guess is pretty close to world class but i, I yes, think what so. what i'm most impressed by allegri is he's sort of he's his flexibility as a manager uh a lot because so like the way when he shapes his formations is it's the same way i feel about pochettino is during middle of games he'll kind of he'll change the he'll make his formations more fluid based on the game flow sort of like who's performing better who's the other club is right. you know, who's torching the other player and i think a lot of the times he makes those decisions and it's end up working out in his favor and i think that's i think that requires a lot of guts and also a lot of like sort of like good nuance like know-how of like this is this makes a lot of sense if we're going to to win this game and i think that's why i'm i'm a big fan of Allegri. i think he's i think he's actually been a little bit more underrated in the fact that when people talk about some of the best managers, you know, his name doesn't really get floated uh, floated a, rock, uh, a lot. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah. What about Simeone? Do you think him or Allegri is better? I think. Oh, sorry, uh, Orwell. What do you think? No. Yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I'm going to say I'm still going to say Allegri, and the reason why I say that is, as much as I like Simeone, I think Simeone is a much has a much more rigid, yeah, uh, rigid sort of uh, style to it. Yeah, system. system. Yeah. He, he, it's not, and and I think I think he knows that that's what he needs to do with the players he has, and I think it's worked out in his favor because I think uh, Atletico Madrid has given him the players in order to make that that succeed. I think, I, but the way I see Legri is that you give me these, you give me whatever players, give as long as it's a talented player, I will make I will make whatever I have, whatever system I think work in that. Like I can make it work, and I think I think yeah. that's what I'm impressed yeah. by him. 
It didn't, yeah. you know, that's just that's the way true. I feel. I don't really know. I, that's like where I kind of feel like he's the equals of those that's two. Mm-hmm. That, no, I think I, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with you on and sort of work where he is when it comes um, to that. Like he's definitely below guys like Klopp and, and Guardiola. But I, I consider him one of the best managers in the world. That's that's the way I feel. Yeah, I would agree too. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one thing I was just, I was just, this is totally random. I was looking at Paolo Dybala's market value on this site. I don't know if you guys know transfermarket.com. Yep, I, yep, I've been on it. Um, yeah, so like in 20, so December of 2018, he was valued, he was 2025. His market value was 110 million euro. And since then, like the latest update, it says he's 85. Didn't he not have a great second half of the year though? That like, was, I didn't think his peak was in December. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone down, supposedly. Right, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I didn't, I was surprised to drop that much. It's, it's like playing with Ronaldo might not work out for him. I don't know. I mean, he had a... But Ronaldo's also like 33. Yeah. I mean, he had <laughs> so, a really bad season. Like, uh, like I think he had yeah. less than 10 goals. Yeah. If not, it... That's just Ronaldo. That's like what happens when you get Ronaldo. I mean, I mean, Benzema had some really good years, even with him. Like, definitely not as good as definitely not like Ronaldo would score like forty yeah. goals, and which was, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, damn, Dybala. I mean, I also think Dybala just didn't get a lot of playing time. I just think based on just the way yeah. their formations were being set, and sort of like, I don't know if he was hurt at all, but like, it just seems like they, he wasn't given a lot of opportunities to play. Yeah. I don't know. Just, uh, I mean, that's that's the way I see it. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm really curious what his stats were this season because I'm fairly sure it was not good. I can I can pull it up. Uh, yeah, okay, he, eight stats, eighteen, nineteen. He had ten goals, five goals in Serie A, five goals yeah, in Champions League. That, so, that is not good. Yeah, that's huge because he had like twenty the year before that. Yeah, I think that Let's see. two he had, previous years he got close. To yeah, 20. he had twenty. He had twenty two. He had twenty six in all competitions, and he had ten this year. That's that's terrible. He had thirty that's appearances. Insane, yeah. So he he basically had three less appearances the previous year, and he had only ten goals. Yeah, it's he had a poor season. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all there is to that. You know. Yeah. Um. All right. So a little bit, of, and then some. Tra- a little bit of transfer news. Obviously, we talked about. Frankie de Jong, who's going to Barcelona. Uh, Matthias De Ligt right now is in a competition. There's a big uh, bidding war to get him. I think last I heard, uh, PSG might get him, might win that one. But obviously Barcelona isn't going to, you know, they're not going to just not, they're not going to let him just go to PSG. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a dogfight for that, uh, for whoever gets him. Uh, so what do you guys see? Like, okay, I, I'm curious. How do you, do you guys think he's like deserving of all of this? You know, he's 19 years old. You know, it's. Um, I'm curious. What do you, what do you guys see? The lick. Do you think he's like worthy of this amount of like being essentially one of the going to be the most one of the most expensive defenders in history? Uh, I mean, I I would say. I mean, he's really step for a nineteen-year-old. He's the captain of his of his club team, and he, he almost made the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. And he scored uh, like vital goals in, in that semifinal, and right. yeah, even against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is pretty staggering for me. So I think he, it's it's definitely a 
different kind of player we're talking about than what we've really seen. Well, what, what I've what I've really seen, um, just for me, yeah. Um, I, I've never seen someone take that kind of a leadership role at that age. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's that's 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 a little bit different from what I've seen, but um, yeah. No, I I think he's I think he's been I think what I've been most impressed by him is when he makes mistakes he learns from it and yeah. he he like make like for example he it, it, the Netherlands a good example recently he gave up that goal I believe against England and then he provide and then he scored the next goal later on to to redeem himself mm-hmm. so he's one of those guys that will learn from his mistakes and and then like try to to resolve it and try to uh you know try to help win the team and i think that's that's impressive because sometimes people you know especially at 19 he doesn't he didn't fold he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna take this game to the next level and see if i could you know make rectify the mistake i made right so i think that's impressive uh I mean, some of the the more recent things that we knew we know this actually happened to is Eden Hazard. So Real Madrid announced the signing of Eden Hazard, which we kind of saw coming anyway. So he's you know Chelsea star player. I believe it's for the transfer fees an initial eighty eight and a half million pounds, and uh, which could rise as much as one hundred and thirty million pounds. Do you think this is enough for Real Madrid to help improve uh, their disappointing season? I believe when which where they finished third and then they got knocked out in the round of 16 in Champions League. Uh, do, you, do you guys think it's enough for Real Madrid? I think they need Or do you more. think they need to do more? Yeah. They need I, more. I mean, like, Hazard is a great player. He's proven to be an issue at times with his attitude, and that Real team needs a lot to get to get back to, I think, yeah. the quarters of the set. I think Ronaldo is really holding that team together there at the end. Um. And like, isn't Ramos talking about leaving? And as much as we all hate Ramos here, I guess I don't know if I hate him as much. He is like the leader of that team, and like, if they lose him, like, I think he, yeah, Quinlan, I think just last week he committed to staying. Oh, because like I heard he was like talking yeah, he about had a leaving and everything, and yeah, yeah, and so like he did a press conference. He was like, yeah, oh, but... "I'm going to retire here." Yeah, yeah. There was the whole. That was the whole. uh I remember that too, reading about that with yeah. the Sergio Ramos kind of giving like a 180. To be honest, I thought he, uh, I thought he should have. I mean, left. I think a lot of it. That's because you just hate him. I don't know. <laughs> I, no comments. No comments. That is true. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. All bits buy guns, we buy guns. You already won a Champions League. <laughs> could have had two. We could have had two. You couldn't have had two. Uh, I don't. You couldn't have had two. Um, Excuse me. You got dominated in that final last year. Okay. (laughs) I'm. We could have had two if he did not take out Mosala. I'm just gonna leave it. Okay. All right. (laughs) Six three Quinlan double. All right. All right, folks. Well, so yeah. So exactly. We have so. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's enough either. Uh, they still have a bunch of guys that they still need to figure out what they want to do with them. Uh, obviously, Gareth Bale being one. Uh, is Kareem Benzema still going to be like? They still don't have like yeah. a number nine. Like, unless you think Kareem Benzema is that guy. Uh, exactly, Marcelo. Yeah, they they have some things to to, to worry about, and also. Uh, I I don't really know if I mean they yeah they they have a couple of defensive players that they need to figure out like what they need to do. 
but obviously the Gareth Bale and then it's Karim Benzema is supposed to be their guy. That is guy that Vinicius it? is like massively yeah. talented, but like he's like 18, yeah, the, right? So like it's <laughs> he had some huge games this year, but like it was very, very inconsistent. Didn't Real Madrid also get another young guy too? That yeah, was Idar um, Midalatau. Yeah, they had like a bunch. I was reading about this. I mean, they have a sense. They still have Asensio, who's only like 22, 23, but. I, I'm actually kind of impressed with what Real Madrid's doing. They're like going young, too. Like they're getting young players. Yeah. I think they have a plan. Yeah. It's just going to take a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, we'll see how quickly they turn around. They definitely have. Who was it? There was another guy that they just signed that was like a really young player that I'm like, he's, I think he's Serbian. What position? You know, I can't. I think he's a midfielder. Luka Jovic. Like, you mean? Is that him? Luka yeah. Jovic. That's it. That's him. I think so. Yeah, Luka Jovic. That's it. Yeah, I've been. I've been hearing his. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, that was a big signing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been hearing a lot of things about uh, like this young guy who's supposed to be pretty good too. Uh, he's a striker, right? Yeah, he's a striker. Twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good. Oh, he could be the replacement for Benzema. That's actually a smart mm-hmm. move by them. Get a young, good striker. You know, it makes sense for them. It's good, good, smart. Uh, so with that, with Real Madrid, obviously needing still a bunch more additional players. Now let's move on to the team. Let's move on over to the team that lost Eden Hazard. Uh, the, what do you think Chelsea should do to replace Hazard? Do you think they should go young? Because I know they did sign they Pulisic. Got, they got Pulisic, yeah. And that's, you think, the, that's the replacement. That's yeah. Do they have a transfer ban? Or is that not, not I, yet? Not that I know of. Hmm. Okay. Because I thought yeah. the Pulisic might end up playing a lot because they had like a transfer ban or something. It might have got overturned. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if they, I don't know. I think Pul- just a Pulisic because I'm biased. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could he could be that guy. I, I mean, I just think it's going to take some time. Whoever their manager is will definitely need to develop some of these young players, uh, especially if they somehow manage to keep uh, Hudson Adoy. Uh, I think also that would be that would be I think that would be a good move for them if they can keep him because that would mean he'll get more playing time. Uh, he'll definitely get much more playing time with Eden Hazard being gone, and he's only uh, eighteen years old, so. I think it makes sense for for him. I think this might be his chance to stick around with the club. Hudson Adoy. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good. I never get these transfer bans. I can't find anything. It looks like they do have one, but I don't know when it starts. But I feel like every time there is one handed down, they never actually get put into practice. Yeah, it always. Oh yeah, it always takes some time for yeah. it to actually like take into effect. I, I know what you're saying because uh, I think yeah, it was um, never Barcelona was going to get is going to get one too, but yeah, or it won't happen until like next year or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's a uh, Chelsea. I think might just stick around more with like. I think I don't think I don't see Chelsea making a big splash with big signings. I think they're going to mostly focus on getting some younger players and uh, taking their time a little bit. But uh, I can also see these guys developing yeah. really quickly because they're going to get a lot of playing time. Cool. Uh, so let's move on over to the third segment, which we will talk about the Women's World Cup. So, uh, Orwell, you got to see, you actually got to experience the World Cup. Uh, to you now, you've experienced two World Cups in back-to-back years. Mm, Congratulations! Cool, yeah. yeah, I know, right? Uh, and so, you know, some of the fa- so it started already, and you got some of your favorites like the United States, France, uh, Germany, considered one of the favorites, England, Japan, the Netherlands, and Brazil. 
so for the U.S., obviously, we know we you you us three know at least the big players. We we like these are players that have ha- they've played in past World Cups, like Megan Rapinoe, Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, Tobin Heath, yeah, uh, as well as obviously Car- um, who else? Uh, I mean, some of the big replacements that they have Julie to like kind of figure out is Hope Soul. Yep. Yep, yeah, Julie Ertz too. It's out uh, also, they had to replace Hope Solo too with uh, Alyssa Nager. Is that how you pronounce her last name? <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they they demolished Thailand yeah. today, which is unreal, thirteen to nothing, which is the largest margin of victory in a FIFA <laughs> World Cup match, men and women. Oh boy, crazy, crazy. And I remember people saying like their biggest weakness coming into this tournament was their defense. I guess look like they just have to score a shit ton of goals and their defense won't matter. I don't think she I don't think Alyssa Nair had a single shot on Tart. Like I don't well, actually that's not true. There was one. But one or two. But like she basically were like, Can I just like take a nap while you guys just keep scoring goals? Uh it was insane. Uh so I know there are so people online have been talking about how do you think the United States team, the women's team should have run up to score like that? Or do you think it was like totally, do you think it was a faux pas that they did that? Or do you think it was like totally within their rights to do it? It's within their rights. I have no problem with that at all. I want, yeah. What, I, Abby won't back me to a really good point on Twitter. She said some of the players who were score could have been scoring those late goals, which I think she's wrong. Cause I looked at who scored and it was pretty much, all the big players, but she's like, it could be their first World Cup goal, so like, give them a break. Right. Like, you know, if your team's being in a World Cup match and this is like your chance to score a goal, like you're the 20th player in the US women's roster, mm-hmm. might be the only time you play in the whole tournament. Right. I mean, don't you think it's a little hard for, I mean, if the team is, they're playing against is really bad. I mean, there's only so much you can, tr- you can do, right, without phoning it in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's no way they could have just phoned it in. Like I, I, I just, I could imagine if they were like, tr- you know, they weren't just like pressing every time. But if they're just like getting the ball and just you know like making yeah. good runs, it's like I just like, think, like, yeah, I just I, think, I just think you have to respect your opponent, and the way to respect them is just to play hard. You know, yeah. I, that's just what I think. Even if it means just scoring to play. a million just goals, to play. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they just played. I don't think they were like looking to run up the score they just were like all right we're just gonna make some good right. we're making good runs and then our goals are going in it's not yeah. like if they want to yeah. stop them from scoring then stop them from scoring <laughs> Play the game. you know i think it would have been i think i think it would have been a more embarrassing if the u.s team just literally phoned it in and was just like passing it back and forth not even tr- not even yeah. like even giving a shit yeah. you know what i mean so at least at this point they gave a shit and they were just like all right we're just gonna make a statement so i know there was a lot of questions with obviously like or at least some of the teams like the france being the host nation uh if things go the way we expect it to be both teams winning both groups uh they're actually going to face against each other in the quarters wow i know there was a big yeah i know there was a big sort of like hoopla of like maybe the united states the women's team won't make it the u.s men's national women's national team won't make it you guys think that they made a statement yeah. to say that no, we're still we're still a dominant team, or do you think it's it's sort of just a for show? Like at this this match, yeah, I mean, doesn't I think, really mean anything. Uh, I think it matters. Like when you beat someone this soundly, I think it it's it's a statement. Like I mean, you take this, translate yeah. this against the Germanys or 
even the Swedens or the Chinas of the world for a women's game. And this is like a four or five, nothing match, like win, in my opinion, three, nothing like this was probably as good a performance as they could have put forth. And I think like, just from what I, I, I don't read it as much as the men's obviously, but I do like to read previews and stuff a little bit. And for whatever reason, maybe it's cause it's on Fox and not ESPN this time, but it did seem like the hype for them was a little bit more toned down than it has been in past years. And, and I think, I think, I think like, yeah, that's true. It, it's yeah. kind of just reaffirms the fact that like, we still do have probably on its day, the best woman's national team in the world. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the women's team, obviously they're still, they're still, I still think they're a clear favorite. Like until one of these other uh, nations yeah. knocks them off or like puts them in their place. I mean, it's, you gotta give them, you still gotta give them the props, man. Yeah. I felt like Fox was just for some, whatever reason, like every article I read, it was like, Oh, Spain suddenly is like a dark horse favorite. This year. <laughs> England after their run to the semis four years ago could win it. And I was like, well, who won it last time? And we lost, like, I don't think the roster changed that much. And we added players like Malice, uh, what's her name? Mallory Puig, who's like a really good young player. Like, why would we right. not like why aren't we like i don't know yeah i just think like the u.s establishes themselves as the easy favorite right now at this point yeah i mean it's it, they're just trying they're, they're trying to drum up more excitement yeah, I, because yeah. it would sort of be like a cakewalk if the united states was just gonna steamroll france is playing at home team, though so yeah, I don't think yeah. they'll steamroll yep. and i could see them losing but i don't think they're gonna lose before i guess the quarter like I mean, I guess the quarters, but I mean, I could see, yeah, like, I yeah, think for them to go out in the, in the quarters would be a shock, I think. Yeah. Well, if you do remember, and I think Jesse and I watched this match together, they in the Olympic Games three years ago, they lost in the quarters. They, they yeah. lost to Sweden, yeah. Which was like the that. earliest. That, that, was a, that was a big, yeah, Kristen Press missed, uh, I think, yeah. was it a pe- is it a penalty or, yeah, she the, missed a penalty. Or I think it went to extra, I think it went to extra, uh, yeah, it went to penalty it, shootout. It was the earliest they ever that. lost in a major tournament. Yeah, that was that was pretty shocking. I remember that being such a what was like, yeah. whoa, the women's team lost? Yeah. Shocked by that period. Uh but yeah, okay, cool. Uh you know, I'm I'm actually gonna, you know, I'm gonna watch it. I do think it's interesting watching sort of like, I'm not gonna lie, like I don't know if it's just the goalkeeper's talent level is just nowhere near as good as you like right. would imagine it. But there were some goals that were just like how did the goalkeeper not yeah. stop that goal? Like it's literally, it wasn't even being kicked that hard. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I weird. do. I mean, what I do appreciate uh, about the the women's national team is they, they try to play the, the game on the ground uh, as opposed to like aerial, mm-hmm. like knocking it down. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, right. So. Oh no, I, 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 yeah, I was watching some of the highlights and I was just like, yep. That was that was cool. Like they're actually like they were they were making you know yeah. beautiful passes, uh, you know great runs into the lane, and obviously you know just like getting some good scoring. Obviously they they'd scored thirteen times, so there were ones that I was just like, there's no. Well, how right. did the goalkeeper not save that? <laughs> and there were ones that they were that the goalkeeper did make saves that that they they had they scored so many goals that they didn't even show the highlights where right. they almost scored goals. That's how insane that was. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so you guys, are you guys gonna watch the, you know, keep following the World Cup? Oh, or, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's on the big TV yeah, I, at work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not to 
downplay it because it's going to come off the wrong way, but I always forget how much I get into women's soccer until, like, the World Cup comes around. And then I'm like, this is, like, just as good as the men's for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's it's fun. The World Cup is always fun. You know, men, women, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's always fun. Okay, I, I, actually, I forgot. I was going to ask this question about it. So... How embarrassing is it that the men's team can't get anywhere near as even as decently close to being as good as the women's team, especially against Thailand? The United team lose to a team like Trinidad and Tobago. Like what? Like and also their lead up to the Gold Cup, they had some really bad losses recently. They lost to what Venezuela? Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about Jamaica. That. It's just like a Jamaica. Jamaica. They lost one nil to Jamaica. They lost three nil to Venezuela. They drew one one. I think as far back as in March against Chile. Yeah. Like, and they're gonna play in the in the Gold Cup. And Tyler Adams, I I, I read, is not going to be playing in the Gold Cup as well due to right. injury. Right? Yeah, he injured himself. Yeah. So what's what's going on? What's going on with the U.S. team? Is it just? I think there's like systemic complacency going on or something. Like I think. And I hate to say it, and it's, I know it's early, but depending on who this Gold Cup comes, I think there's still people within the institutions of U.S. soccer that think we can just coast to a World Cup uh, bid or a qualification spot. And I hope I'm wrong, and I, I do want to see how this Gold Cup plays out, but it just seems like for whatever reason, there's no nothing getting going. And this team is really yeah. young. So I'm, I'm, I want to mm-hmm. see how they play in this tournament, but like... I feel like the Burhalter announcement took forever. And like, I just, I don't know what's like the plan here. Cause we sent a bunch of our players to the U 20 world cup who probably could have played on this team. And like that panned out well enough, but not really. I don't know if you guys saw on Saturday, they, the U 20 team lost in the quarters and like they laid yeah. it out in the studio after, and they made the quarters the last two U 20 world cups. So it's like, what's the end game mm-hmm. here? We're not making progress in this tournament. Like, I don't know. I just um, want to see what happens with this tournament. Alexi Lawless did say on Twitter that, you know, we lost to Venezuela 3 nothing, but we tried to play the way we want to play going forward, right? Playing out of the back. Yeah, wasn't the this ground. the whole Klinsman story for about six years or whatever? Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and basically Alexi Lawless was just defending Barrett Halter saying, you know, this is it's, it's going to be like this for a while. For the program, uh, like learning to play a style, it just doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it's going to take five years, maybe. You know, it might take that long. Yeah, but we didn't need um, to do that. Like we did, we had a very no, good program going no. before. Yeah, we really did. We really fucked up when we fired Jurgen Klinsmann. No, I think we uh, fu- and, fucked up uh, when we fired Bob Bradley. Like that's true. Yeah, um, I think this has been like the style of play bullshit. Like, I was all on board at first, but we're, like, so far behind still in a way. We need to just keep playing the way we will. And I feel like once the talent gets there, if it ever does, like, it will just kind of formulate itself towards a more off, like, you know, possession-based offensive style of play. That's true. I I mean, mean, it's... it's, Yeah. Go ahead, guys. Yeah. I was just going to say, though, Quinlan, the, the way to get more kids playing soccer in the U.S. is to play a more appealing style, right? I know it's also to win games. Yeah, but I I disagree with that. I think it's to win games because you see when we win the matches we were winning back in the like oh nine ten era, we were yeah. the U.S. men's team was like 
national news like when they beat spain in the confederations cup or when they beat they won the algeria match like or even i guess to a degree in 2014 when we beat ghana like i felt like the u.s men's team was like front page news and now it's just like people joke about it again yeah like by being the front page Um, news you get kids interested in the sport and stuff that's true i mean i think I think the, just the talent pool is just nowhere near as good as... I mean, I think part. I think there are two things. One is I don't think the talent pool is just isn't as good as it was in the past, but I also think the other teams from other nations have gotten better in the time span. Uh, I think, too, that... I don't necessarily think that they're just trying to play a more appealing style. I think they're just... They need to, like... They just need to... Uh, the way I see the men's team is I think... They, they they spend I just don't see them in the same sort of level what I see a team like um I mean even I'm thinking even basic like Switzerland right yeah, would, uh, okay I, I was even say Switzerland Switzerland is not even Switzerland yeah. is not winning a tournament right? right but but they're still like a team that's like winning or still beating teams but like they play they make it when to you the see quarters, them play like they make it to the quarters at least at a, at a big tournament right. probably. Right. Or like when you see them play, you're like, they see they're a competent team. Mm-hmm. Like they're a solid, competent team with some good players. Right. Yeah. When you look at the team, you're like, they look like they're in yeah. over their heads every fucking time. Yeah. Like they look like they every time they get the ball, they like flub it or like they yeah. can't really like get into open spaces. Yeah. To me, I think it's a lot more of just like the U.S. players just have just don't have sort of the same. But- is it? Do you think? Do you think that? I mean, the, the the thing is though, like a lot of these kids are young, right? But they have a lot of potential. Do you think that maybe right. they just don't believe in themselves? Like I, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think, I think this is isn't just. I think the. I think it's not. It's interesting because I don't even think it's just to the the senior senior level. I think it's just. I think it's throughout the levels, like every single level. Yeah is just not up to par as some of the other countries yep. when it comes to developing their players. Right. Like I like the way I see our players, they just don't have the same level of touch. They just don't seem to have the same level of sort of like confidence in like passing the ball in space. Yeah. They don't seem to have the same sort of like skill level when it comes to controlling the ball or like or like it's just not the same level. And it to me it's it's gonna take a while to get to that point. And I think and I get what you're saying, Quaylon, is like they just have to keep winning until they get to that point when they can do that. And I think at some point they just gotta find a happy medium to both. It's they gotta play a different style at some point, but also win some games. Right. And at some point it just it just ha and, and you know what? It's it, they're going through growing pains. Yeah. And I totally get that. And I think at just some point they just have to I think they're already in a course. They can't. I don't think they can change. I think this is the trajectory where they're going. They're just gonna have to, to grow. Have to go through the growing yeah. pains. I don't think there's any turning back. I just, at this point. yeah. I feel like this was the narrative ten years ago, but I feel like it hadn't been put into place ten years right. ago, and then Klinsman <laughs> kind of did it. And maybe I just had the expectation right. that it would kind of see you know reap results quicker, but it could be much more of a long view thing right. and. I do think there is something to be said that since the land of Donovan, Clint Dempsey, even Michael Bradley kind of class of players, the talent pool really did not develop from people born in like 89 to like 96, 97. My, like my hope is like the pool yeah. sitch and all these young guys coming through in two or three years time could really start to make a difference. But there is definitely a huge dearth of like a whole generation, like almost 10 years where there's just like no good U S yeah. player. 
like from you guys think do you guys think that this current pool like Tyler Adams Christian Pulisic um do you think this pool is better than what oh, you yeah. were saying Quinlan like oh Clint um, Dempsey Landon I don't know I think the I um, when they were young uh yeah yeah they are better you know I think they're yeah you would because yeah, none of I those players. I think they are better. Yeah, none the of those potential players were in Europe right? at their age at all. All those guys were in MLS until right. they were twenty-four years old. Yeah, and you have like Weston McKinney, Pulisic, yeah. Tyler Adams, Josh Sargent, Ethan. Who's the guy on the goalie? Is it Stefan? Isn't he going to Man City? Yeah, he's going he's to Man City, Stephen. and he's like, yeah, 19. he's going to Man City. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, my yeah. hope is four or five years from now we have a team that's like a top twenty team in the world. Oh, yeah, I no, think, you're yeah. Actually, you're very right. Right, yeah, you're but I'm not right. gonna like say it's a guarantee because I just I right. don't know at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think they, this is definitely much more talented. We just we're just still not seeing them take it. We're not seeing them taking it further than some of the other talent that we've seen in other countries. Yeah. Like you know, it's just not. They're not there yet. They're not the same I mean, level. Like you're not, you're not seeing a, you're not seeing an Eden Hazard in, in. I personally don't see an Eden Hazard in this crew yet. Yeah. But maybe there's another guy at some point that will come up, and I think eventually it'll get better. Eventually get even I mean, better. Because like now we're, because you're right. Because like Tyler Adams, like some of these guys are in Europe, and I'm like, can you imagine the next guys that come up that are going to be stars in Europe? Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, look yeah. at Sam, like Jaden Sancho. That guy is a freak. Yeah, he's oh, the he's best player England's Absolute had, beast. like him and Sterling alone. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we'll we'll see how we'll see what happens with Lise. But I, 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 yeah, I, I think there's no turning back. I think at this point they just have to they just have to they'll get their they're gonna get their ass kicked. But but like what you're right, Orwell, what uh, what Alexi Lala said, they they played their style. They played a much more different style than, than previous previous mm-hmm. you know iterations. All right. Uh, lastly, before we go finish this uh, episode, I wanted to mention, Lisa, let's go through the Nations League, uh, the UEFA Nations League. So the, the semifinals occurred. Uh, you have Portugal winning 3-1 against Switzerland. Ronaldo had a hat trick in that one. Uh, then the Netherlands came back to beat England 3-1. Uh, so what happened to England? I mean, England was supposed to be, you know, you know, they were supposed to, uh, you know, they were... Uh, it's coming home, but all of a sudden they're just not. <laughs> oh my god! It was supposed to be coming home, but all of a sudden it's Oops. like they're kind of back to where they were before, which is you know losing the semifinals. What's I didn't going on see with England, man? this, which uh, I, I saw the Portugal Switzerland a little bit, um, but I mean I almost think they're like the U.S. equivalent of the European teams in a way where they've tried to reset themselves four or five <laughs> years ago and. The World Cup looked really great, but like they have such young talent, and I think it's going to take time for them if they really want to win something. And I think there's something to be said about how good the Netherlands are. But I did, I just saw yeah. there was a VAR call in this, right? Yeah, for sure. Too that like screwed England <laughs> or a non-call uh, overturned. I, I it don't or remember that call, but either way, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, they haven't had a good. You know, I mean, they're still talented. I mean, the, the Jaden Sancho, which you had mentioned, is is like you know, gonna be the next big star. 
Harry Kane is still uh, there. You got Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, they still have a good young bunch of defenders. You knew, you, you know. I like, saw you know, Stones getting Kevin a Trapeer, lot of shit for this game. Uh, Harry Maguire. They also got John Stones. Yeah, I mean, he always. Gets so a lot I'm, of shit. I'm looking at this lineup <laughs> that was put out right, and and it mm-hmm. looks like the Netherlands started all of their experienced players, and England started Declan Rice in midfield, Fabian, yeah. Ooh. And then Fabian Dell wow. and Ross Barkley. And on the bench, they had, you know, Henderson, Ooh. Dyer, Harry Kane was on the bench, Deli Alley was on the bench, Trent, Alexander Arnold. So, I mean, it's like, did they go out to try and win? I don't know. What's going on here? And if you look at the Netherlands, that is a fair their point. midfield was Ginny Wijnaldum, Frankie de Jong, and then uh, this guy, Darun. I've never heard of him. So maybe he's a younger. But, um, I, I just think that England maybe didn't put the best lineup out there. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> that is actually a very good point. I um, did not realize that. I just, in general, too, um, my first run at this, the Nations League didn't live up to expectations, at least the finals for me. Like, Yeah, so so the final, yeah. So the final was uh, Portugal winning 1-0 against the Netherlands. I just didn't like, care on. that much. Like, I, I, I looked at the results and stuff, but I, I wasn't, it didn't feel like a major tournament or anything to me. I mean, people have been. I mean, people are hyping it up as a major trophy because Ronaldo won yeah, another know, major but, trophy. Uh, it was a fourteen you know, tournament with the Euro. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, so what? So you're not, you're not, you're not buying it's it. It's almost as a, like, like well, a big. Major yeah, this trophy. is just like too much. Now. Like they're gonna play the Euros next summer. Then, like two years after that, it's the World Cup again. And then, I mean, like, here's, like if if it was a if it was a major tournament, then why is Declan Rice starting in midfield? I I think it was cool and I think it got a lot of buy-in once England made the finals but like I don't know this isn't a major tournament to me yeah I would say not yet yeah yeah that might be I felt I felt the exact same way I felt the exact same way I thought it was they're really hyping this up to be some big tournament I was like no wait it ain't that big come on chill out guys like maybe ten years from yeah. now, when some history develops with it, but like, mm. I thought it was interesting. Ronaldo had that hat trick. I did see that, but like, it just didn't feel like even a euro to me or anything. Like once it was, <laughs> is this is this like the Europa League of uh, pretty much UEFA? actually pretty much or even less though? Yeah, I, I wonder if this will now. be a. Fi- a- I wonder if it'll be a burnout. Like, I wonder if this will be discontinued in like ten years or something. No, I think they're going to build up on it more. I think it's. I think yeah. it's too much of a. I think it's a mon- another have, money like, making a thing. So, in like fifty years, <laughs> I think they're. Well, now there's a. Yeah. There's a yeah. Concacaf Nations League yeah, too. I, I read starting next year or something. Ooh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna build up on it. They're gonna make this into like an even bigger tournament. Like they're just gonna add more teams or something. The thing that was cool out of it is I was reading is like there's some really small countries that get like already into the Euro playoffs now because they won their like Nations League group. Like I think Georgia is like already in like uh, uh, Euro 2020 playoff against like the other team in their division or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I see that. I see they're going to try to make this into like a bigger thing. Uh, Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I know. Cause I was like, 
So when they were building up, building this up for Ronaldo as like his big one of his like, oh yeah, he's won the Euro and then he's won the Nation League. <laughs> I was like, hey, what about what about Messi? He won uh, he won the gold medal in two thousand eight, uh, the Olympic gold medal, and he won the U twenty World Cup in two thousand five. Come on, what about Messi, man? What about Messi? <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of them. I've seen, I in my opinion, other than the Euro, which is a which is huge. Yeah. I don't think either one of them has been successful, you know, internationally compared to some of their other uh, yeah. Patriots contemporaries. Uh, cool. Uh, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we before we finish this off this episode? Um, Co- yeah, Copa Copa America. I was gonna say Copa America. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Oh right, Copa America. Bring it. What's going on with Copa America? It starts Friday. I know the two invited teams are Japan and Qatar. I want to see what kind of showing Qatar puts on. But the big match this weekend is Saturday night, Argentina versus Colombia. That's going to be a shit show. Colombia is going to win like 3 nothing, I think. Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I, be surprised. Yeah, they're in Group B with Qatar and Paraguay. Group A is Brazil, Bolivia, Venezuela, and Peru. And then Group C is Uruguay, Ecuador, Japan, and Chile, which is kind of a tough group. Or a balanced um, group. So like Neymar's out right yeah. for the tournament. Yeah. So are, is is the Brazil still the favorite? Out? It's in Brazil, so I think they are. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would say okay. As we've seen the last like I don't know ten years in international tournaments, they really haven't been convincing at all. So, and you don't have a good Chile team anymore. I mean, they're still decent, but like they're not what they were. Uruguay is Uruguay is a strong team still. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, because you know. Yeah. A defensive team, and they still got Cavani, and I'm sure Suarez is still fairly good. Yeah. In like, I mean, I don't think Argentina is particularly that great still. Like these, the stuff we talked about a year no. ago with their defense, right. especially like, no, but yeah. like, I almost think they could be the team by default if Messi decides to go. I mean, this is like, it's going to be hard for him in 2022. He'll still, he still should be what he's 35 by then. This could be his yeah. real like last chance at a major international tournament to like own the tournament and win it. That's true. And I mean, I don't know Brazil. Like, I think Brazil. Maybe it'll be like one. Maybe it'll be like a not one of these big. Brazil teams. just crushed someone on a friendly this weekend. Like six, someone like oh, it was Honduras actually. Never mind. <laughs> But they were, someone was making like a big deal about like all these websites were like, oh, Brazil, like incredible. And like, doesn't even. What if a foreign, what well, if Qatar like a non Asia South Cup. American team won the tournament? Japan or Remember? Qatar? Like, Qatar won the Asian Cup in like February. Sorry. Or <laughs> I have no idea. Um, That'd be mind blowing. That's true. There's no way Qatar wins Copa America. I think Japan is a better chance. Well, don't forget, Japan almost beat Belgium in the World Cup last year. <laughs> I have no idea who's going to win this. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was good. That was That's a good match. true. That's true. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I, my favorite, I think, is still Brazil to win it, and um, probably Uruguay are my. It's, it's those two teams. Like what, who else is other like? Because Argentina, I think it's such, still such a. Colombia has a good team. Colombia is. Oh right, Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking at that. I'm actually I forgot. I, I don't think Chile really has like they have all the usual players they've always had. Like yeah, the yeah. usual suspects, right? I just don't think they're gonna yeah. turn up again. 
I, it'll be tough. Yeah. 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 Unless, unless Alexis Sanchez is just like has a resurgence. What if Alexis Sanchez does so well that all of a sudden, like United's like has false hope that he'll actually do well? And and I'd be community. glad if he did well, and then we could sell him for like a profit somehow. I was gonna say that's probably what they should consider. I hope he does shit. They might be like, she's <laughs> <laughs> been bad, man. He's been bad um, since going to United. Uh, cool. All right, man. Well, I'm actually going to like. Is Copa America like watchable on TV? Like, can you watch? Yeah, movie? it's. I think it's on. Um, is not BN. It's on Telemundo. Or... Uh, no, it's on um it's Telemundo. One of the, or Univision. Like, um, NBCSN has been promoting it as like their sister network. Um, during the Premier League this year, it's like. Uh, it's sorry, I was gonna. I was. I just see that. Okay, so. I'm looking at it right now. 23 games will be shown on Telemundo, while the, th- uh, tr- uh, the remaining three games will be televised on Universo. But there's 26 of them uh, won't be covered. I think they're only going to be covered by ESPN+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, it sounds about right. I'll just watch it in Spanish. <laughs> I know. You get more of the actual cool experience, man. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm down with that too. I'm gonna watch that too. Maybe if I go, maybe you know, if we go to a bar, maybe we'll have it or something. What's like the that, Gold we'll Cup even being televised? <laughs> Jeez, Fox. Oh my god, probably Fox. I almost don't care, but I do want to see the U.S. play at least. But like, oh right. Well, the thing is though, right? They're gonna that starts Friday too. Well, the thing is too, like so. So the World Cup is already being aired on Fox, right? Yeah, it's on Fox actually. So then, where is yeah? Where the fuck is the Gold Cup? No, it's on is Fox. It like on, I'm reading. I'm like, I guess. It's, oh, it's like the sub Fox level. It's like definitely no gonna be FS two or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FS three. Remember when he said like, was it Fox Soccer Match Pass yeah, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Oh yeah, Fox yeah, Soccer it, to go. Yeah, yeah. They might just like bring that back just for that. They're like, this is the one that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. Like the women, people care about the women's world cup oh, yeah. more than like the gold cup. But yeah, Jesus, this is. But like, you guys think it's a big deal for the United States to like do? Well I think it matters. Cup? I think yeah. It matters. I mean, with such a young mm-hmm. team, I think it matters. Yeah, they have a tricky group: Trinidad and Panama. Like for a North American championship, that's not that easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they won the gold cup a couple years yeah. ago, right? And then, and then they didn't make the World Cup the following year. They didn't make the World Cup. So, oh yeah, you know, this is sort of like a they. You know, to me, it, they they do still have to show up. They still have to have a good yep. tournament period. Uh, but obviously, after that, they still have to like carry that over. Not have what they did last uh, couple you last how, time around, which was don't you know how in twenty fifteen when Mexico won and then the U.S. had won in twenty thirteen they had that like Concacaf playoff match for the. Confederations yeah. Cups. Do you know if they'll do that again if the U.S. loses this one? Because they Probably. won it in 2017. So they would have to, right? I have no idea. I'm trying to find that out. But it, oh, Concacaf Cup here it is again. Um, it, it only. I remember I watched that match with you. Yeah, it says it's only for 2017 Confederations Cup still on the page. Yeah, it's abolished. Oh. What? It says... Yeah, it basically says whoever wins this one is the representative. I see, yeah. All right, well, they need to win it. (laughs) Oh, there's... Wait, there's no Confederations in 2021. 
because the 2021 yeah. FIFA Club hmm. World Cup is taking its place. And oh, uh, they abolished God. it. I wait, just wait, saw wait, it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the just on the CONCACAF Cup page at the bottom, it says future and abolishment of the Confederations Cup. And they got rid of the, it says on March 15, 2019, FIFA announced the Confederations Cup would be abolished with the 2021 FIFA Club World Cup taking place instead. So there's wait. So what's the there's no confederation? What's the cup. club world cup? It's just the regular the, one, right? Where there's like the eight teams in December every year. Yeah. Oh. So so. Are, are so on that note, I don't really care about the gold cup in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's what. Yeah, I just I don't really care. Oh my god! It's like you couldn't even care yeah. any less and then now you're like wow even less so now i don't give a shit about this tournament yep. oh boy wow that is embarrassing all right well yep okay gold cup you exist i mean i'll probably if like there's this thing on tv and i'm bored like if I'll it's a mexico on, u.s final it. i'll that's care how sad it is and that's like about it okay yes that makes sense yeah or if they make the final, I'll care. Like I'll be like, oh, I want to see how they do in the final, but that's about it, you know. Like I won't even yep. shit about the group stages. <laughs> yeah, unless like there's nothing on TV. Damn. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to add besides finding out the gold cup is totally bullshit? Congratulations again to Liverpool <laughs> Football Club. Yes, congratulations yep. Liverpool. Good job. Uh, so so a little bit of uh. So I don't know if I've told you guys, but I'm thinking of putting, so I'm actually going to put the podcast in hiatus for a bit um, to like, I got to work on some stuff. Um, but obviously that doesn't mean this is the end of this podcast. I'm just, might it'll come back at some point or it might be at a different iteration because I know we've talked about doing a political yeah, right. podcast instead at some point, which we may, we may pivot over to something like that, which I think will be awesome. I think it'll be. I think you, we all have had like literally planted seeds whenever we've talked about this, and we just yeah. never really expanded on it. So do I think it'll be a good opportunity at some point if we do want to go that route. Uh, but yeah, so obviously, right now it doesn't mean it's over. It's been it's awesome. You know, love talking to you guys about this sport. It's been an absolute blast talking about it. Uh, you guys have anything else to say? No, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think we should take like a, at least a couple months off. Like, there's nothing to talk about, nothing to really talk about after oh, these tournaments, sure. anyways. So. For sure, the summer, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll definitely, obviously, we'll definitely yep. gonna pick it back up again at some point. Uh, and uh, yeah, definitely takes take a break, you know. Uh, cool. All right, well, folks, um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can still. I mean, for any questions, podcast questions related. Uh, po- any questions related to podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, if you have any comments, please feel free to hit me up at Janders, J-N-D-E-R-S, 6101 at gmail.com. Uh, and how about you guys? How can the people uh, reach out to you? Um, you can hit me up at uh, Quinlaw, Q-U-I-N-L-A-J-O at bc.edu. And you can find me at Andrade at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure. Uh, have a good summer. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys at some point soon-ish, whatever that happens. But uh, have a good rest of the summer and uh, peace out. Peace out.